0: And we're always excited to come to the house of the Lord. How many are glad to be here this morning? Anybody? I hope, I hope that's everybody. If you're not, maybe you will be in a couple moments, right? But anyways, live streamers, if you're jumping on, it's good to see you this morning. Say hey, wave your hand around, or put a prayer request on the live stream. We'd love to pray for those at the end of the service. But we're always excited to be here, and, and, and always because simply we come together to worship our Savior together. Amen. How about we stand up on our feet this morning? And let, let me open in prayer. Lord Jesus, we, we worship you today. We praise you today. We commit ourselves to you once again this morning. That you are our God, our Savior, our Redeemer. You are our hope. You are our help in all things. And we praise you today and we worship you today. All things for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: begotten not made of one being with the father for us and for our salvation he came down from heaven by the power of the Holy Spirit he was born of the Virgin Mary and became man for our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate he suffered died was buried on the third day he rose again in fulfillment of the scriptures he ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the father he will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead and his kingdom will have no end Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and we look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come.
2: stronger I will thirst slow boy. Cause you refresh my soul You, you are the will that won't dry.
3: Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah.
1: Ran out of battery, guitar switch.
3: Uh
2: oh. <laughs> that is allowed. <laughs> mm-hmm. just like a professional. has <laughs> got a Thank you, Lord, for the backup.
4: Thank you.
0: Before we go on to this next song, let's let's stay in this moment for a minute. How about that? I want to open up the altar for a couple moments. And for every reason you feel you might need to come to the altar, and we call this an altar. It's just just this front of the church, really. But we call it an altar because it's a place of consecration, a place that you can bring things before the Lord. It could be a wide variety of whatever it is. But, but before we go on to this last song, and I know, I know the last song is a real upbeat, moving song, but how about let's stay in this moment just, just a little bit. And I invite you to, if you want to, come down to the altar and, and spend a few moments before the Lord. We, we pray at this altar, it's an open, open place before heaven, that God would meet us in this place. And for those that would step forward and consecrate themselves, that, that God would meet you. In this place. So I invite you to come here this morning before we go forward today. We praise you, Jesus. And we worship you, Lord. High above, your name be glorified. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, be with us this morning. Holy Spirit, come. you would touch each one of us today. Lord, meet us right where we are, right in our moments, right in the things that are happening in our lives, Lord, so you can take us and lead us and guide us and and take us where we need to go. We consecrate ourselves to you. We give ourselves to you once again today to live for you, to live by you, to live for you, to live in you that all that you are, Lord, that you want to be so close with us. Now I, I pray we live in that. For your name is, is praised. It's high and lifted up. It's glorified. We worship you today. We praise you. Maybe there's things in your life that are kind of in the way. You know what I mean by that. You feel like they hold you back in in certain ways. Give those things over to him. They're not things that that you need to be ashamed of to him, but bring them to him. He is the one that, that can help you to remove those things, to clear things out. Praise you, Jesus. Lord, heal our hearts. Lord, bring healing to us. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Just worship Him. Just praise Him. Just speak it out to Him. Oh, we praise you, Jesus. worship you. Papa, sort of a papa, in Jesus'
4: name, you let pepper go,
0: Papa. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. That part again this morning. To be in the wonder and all.
3: Yeah. Wow.
2: Good morning. Uh, If you're new here, uh, fill out the Connect card on the back of your chair. Go around and greet your family of faith this morning.
0: Well, good morning, family of faith. I hope you all are still doing good. Let's, uh, let's take up tithe and offering this morning, so if you have something to give, you can prep that, and if you don't have an offering envelope there in the chair in front of you, if there's not one there, wave your hand around, and one of these incredible ushers will help you out, and uh, we're, we're a giving people, Amen trying to become like our Savior who freely gives. Amen. I'm going to have... Uh, where's Chris at? Chris Moore. Chris Moore. I'm putting you on the spot. Come pray over the offering this morning, would you? Let me see. Where's that other microphone at? Justice, is this microphone still turned on? Come on. may say hi, Chris. Did, did you know... Did you know that Chris has a phenomenal story of what Jesus did in his life? Did you know that? You got a good one, man. Yeah, uh, man. Came out of addictions and all sorts of stuff. Yes,
5: prison. Prison. Because of that, I know. Use the microphone. Because of that bondage of addiction and uh, just drugs, and I was homeless for a few years just living in the streets of bondage and addiction and just in the ways of the world. And then the Lord came to me actually in jail is where he just kept bringing me back. Every time I would go to jail, the preachers would come in and I'd go and go and go. And finally it set up my heart. I was like, the ways of the world is not no way to live. So <laughs> Jesus just set in and just, I, just, I'm thankful for everything he's done for me through, you know, these past few years. Yeah, he's my provider, just like everything. So I will give everything I can to him. And, you know, Jesus, just give all the power and glory to You know what I mean? Great testimony. Amen. Why don't you pray over the offering for me, if you would, Heavenly Father, we'd like to thank you for your your glory and power and presence and everything. So we come to you today just to give with our hearts and not be spiteful when we give and just give with the glory. And we honor and praise and worship you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you, Chris. Bring it on down if you have something this morning. And I'll give you uh, uh, some announcements while that's happening real fast. We are are in the midst right now, entering the second week of 21 days of prayer. Amen. And uh, Al, do me a favor, if you would, please. Grab a blue sheet for me back there, the the prayer list. And bring that box, too, that uh, wrap box, if you bring that down here. I need that in a second. 21 days of prayer, if you did not pick up one of these blue sheets at the back, this is just a simple, uh, I'll have you grab this back in a minute, just a simple uh, list of, of, of uh, things that we as a family of faith can pray about together. So over this 21 days, it, it accomplishes some different things. First off, 21 days of prayer, we as a church are consecrating our year unto God. Amen. And uh, this year is going to be a year full of him and in him and by him and for him and that whole whole thing. Uh, So we kick off this 21 days uh, coming together as a church on this list and praying. Now this is not obviously everything that that encompasses what we should be praying about, but it's just kind of a, a way that we get on the same page as the church. So if you haven't picked one of these up, go ahead and pick it up. Uh, and, and during this 21 days, uh, we are kicking back off our Monday night prayers. So tomorrow night from 6 to 7 p.m., we'll be here for prayer, and that's something that, that we do throughout the year. So uh, we are praying church, and we believe in, in prayer. If we're not praying, then ain't much else going to be going on. Amen? So we're a praying church, so kicking off our year of 21 days of prayer and then uh, getting back. We took a break over the uh, December from our Monday prayer. We're back right now, 6 to 7 tomorrow night right here. It's come together and we pray. And uh, last Monday we spent a long time in prayer, and it came together. We hadn't talked a little bit, so it was a good time. So I hope to see you tomorrow night at 6 o'clock. Also, don't forget. Uh, marriage nights coming up. That is February the 11th Friday night and February the 18th Friday night from 7 to 9, uh, both those Fridays, child care provided. Uh, we also uh, bring some food and We're going to be doing uh, some things that to strengthen our marriage. You need to work on your marriage. Amen. And, and it's one of those things is you just let it go. You, you, there's a chance of, of things just kind of falling apart. So marriage nights, that's what it's about. Uh, in the past, we've done the XO Marriage Conference. We're not doing that this year. So we're doing something in-house this year. And, and uh, one of the things I want to do, and that's what this box is about. I wrap this up. It doesn't look pretty. Um, man, I got no response there. Anyways. I don't care what you think about it. All right? How about that? <laughs> Anyways. It's got snowflakes on it. I was kind of offering it up for snow, you know. But anyways, um, if you'd like to, you can take a piece of paper and write a question concerning marriage on it. Throw it in here. Don't put your name on it. And both the marriage nights, if we get questions, we'll close out the night answering some of the questions that we have in this box. Now, this box is not an opportunity to throw your spouse under the bus, okay? That's not what this box is about. This box is about a genuine question that maybe we can address. So each Friday night, there's gonna be different things we're doing. Uh, some of it's gonna be some teaching. Uh, some of it's gonna be some video. It's just a mixture of stuff. And then if you put questions in here, answering some questions about marriage. So we believe that marriages are important. Now, by the way, just to say this, our church is, is a multi-generational church. We, we, got, we just had a new one on uh, Christmas Eve, right? And then we got all the way to the other spectrum, multi-generational. But but within our church, we have marriages, we have we have singles. It's all over the board, and that's good, okay? And 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 we need the breadth of that in the family of faith. So, but there are certain times that we do take time out to to specify about certain things. So, marriage nights is about that for those that are uh, are married, or if you're if you're headed down that road with somebody, I encourage you to come out, and this will benefit that also. So, anyways, grab those. For me, Mike, uh, those are coming up again—the the 11th and the 18th of February. Um, don't forget, every fourth Wednesday—I need to talk about this more—but every fourth Wednesday is youth hangout during church, 5th to 12th grade, and dream teams. How many of y'all serve on a dream team here at the church? Thank you so much. Uh, we we can't do what we do without you. And if you don't serve on a dream team, I want to hook you up on one. So see me about that. We'd love to find a place for you to serve in the church because everybody has a part to play. Amen. Amen? Okay, all right. That's it. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Chamberlain. Let's get into the Word today. So, if you've got your Bible, you can open it up to, uh, let's just go to Matthew 6. And we're kind of kicking off 2022, last week, today, and next Sunday, just talking about some things concerning this year. Now, I'm not a big New Year's resolution person. You may be, but I'm not. Um, now, now, at, at times when we have calendar changeover, like the new year, I do use these times for reflection, uh, uh, for, for uh, just kind of thinking about uh, planning and things like this. But I'm not a big resolution person. That may work for you. It doesn't work for me. But what I do hear a lot of times, and I hear it from the pulpit in churches, and I said this last week, let me just say it again, is that I think sometimes we oversell the moment. You hear, you hear people say, I guarantee this is going to be the best year of your life. You ever hear that stuff? That you just, somebody's overselling there. Now, I hope you have the best year of your life, and I pray it is the best year. And I pray, pray you achieve and, and the things that you're after happen. I, I pray that the, the goals that you have, I, I believe in setting goals, that, that you achieve those things. But I can't promise you that 2022 is going to be the best year of your life. And as I said last week, sometimes people, you know, they hear that and then sometime during the year something happens, you're like, can I get my money back? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I need to return this because that's not what's happening here. But I believe that God can do anything that he can do. And and I believe that we need to be in a place and and live in a way that God can do anything that he can do in this year. And and certainly, based on what's been happening the last couple of years, um, I, I saw a this was used in 2021, and somebody actually uh, took it and, it, and it said 2021, they scribbled out the one and put a two over it. It was a little cartoon. Cartoon people, and they had this long broom handle, and they were pushing open the door. It said 2021, like, oh, my gosh, what's, what's going to be in this year? You know, they were kind of scared. Well, after 2021, they scribbled out the one and put a two there. You kind of, what in the world is going to happen this year, you know, based on what's been happening the last couple years? But as I said to you last week, if you weren't here, remember that we can live in such a way that Isaiah 41 puts forth. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, and I will help you. I uphold you with my righteous right hand, Isaiah 41.10. That we can live in such a way, not in foolishness, but live in a way that we can live with God that we don't need to fear. We don't need to live in dismay. That we live in the strength of his righteous right hand that will uphold us. So, so I had you write this down as something I, I say a lot. But always remember, no matter what's happening, God is with you. God is for you. God's working for your good. Nothing can separate you from his love. And if, and if you believe, all things are possible. And you live in that. That no matter what this year brings, it may be the best year of your life, amen, or not. But no matter what, that God is with you. He's not going to leave you. He doesn't forsake you. And he is for you. And, And whether or not you always see it in the moment, he's working for your good. Right? And no matter what happens in this life, nothing can separate you from his love. Therefore, you stand in everything that he has said. And we grab hold of that stuff. Now, kind of recap last week is is what I think believers need to do. Those who who call themselves followers of Jesus. Who's that in this room? Anybody? Okay. Most of us here, I'm assuming. That's why you came today. If not, welcome. And we hope that you experience Jesus today in that way. Um, The biggest thing that we have to have in our lives in the face of living this life in this world is consistency. That's that's the whole ballgame right there. So when I'm talking about the way to approach 2022, all of it is based in a consistency. So last week we started with it. Here's the biggest thing you can do heading into 2022. From the rising of a sun to the going down the same, the name of the Lord is to be praised. That's consistency. That every single day when the sun comes up, that praise is on your lips at some point. That's the way to approach this year. Amen. Then we talked about also the remembering of, of Lamentations chapter 3. And the great prophet Isaiah wrote Lamentations in, in it's in laments of the destruction of Jerusalem and all these things happening. And, and in the midst of this big lament that he writes, he says, and remember, from the Lord's great love we are not consumed. For his compassions, they never fail. They're new. They're new how often? Every morning. Great is, is your faithfulness. You want to know another way to approach 2022? When that sun rises and praises on your lips, then you remember the mercies of the Lord are new that very morning. God is faithful. And in his faithfulness, he is, he is consistent. And if we can grab hold of his faithfulness and learn how to be the same, that's the best way to approach everything. But then, but then with that, then, we said last week also, if we can learn to do this in Colossians chapter 3, that in everything that we do, whether word or indeed, deed, that we do it all unto the name of the Lord Jesus. If we could just do that, how would that change your life? So, so when I get up in the morning, I, I, I'm usually getting ready and rushing off to work, Right? And Margot has a tendency to be up before me, so a lot of times when I'm up getting ready, she's sitting on the couch enjoying her morning coffee, which she will tell you is a very good idea for her to do that before we interact. Okay? I mean, you know what I'm talking about. Um, Do you realize from that moment, my very first interaction of my day, if, if I don't speak praise out before I talk to my wife, then my very first thing I do every day is interact with my spouse. I have a choice right then. And in my interaction with her is my interaction done unto the glory of God. I have a choice. Then when I head to work, and you guys know where I work, there, there's, some, there's some scandalous people at that place. I'm kidding. Um, in my job at the, at the church, you know, my office is still over in Bacchus. So I interact with, right away in the morning, usually I'm there for a little bit, then people start coming in. Right away, my interactions with other people are those interactions as unto the Lord. I have a choice. That my words and my actions, are they all glorifying God? See, we think about what's going to happen in 2022. We think of all the things that are happening out there, and, and maybe if you get beyond that, you think about, well, this is what I want to accomplish. This is what I want to achieve. These are goals that I have set. These are financial goals I want, I want to meet. Those are all fine and dandy as long as you start with this stuff. Because these things actually has a tendency then to mold the other things. So whatever my opinion is about all the stuff that's happening, if I'm praising God every day, right, and I'm remembering and living in his mercies, which are new every morning, and every day I'm committing my word and my deed as unto him, that will definitely shape how I approach everything that I face. Consistency. Because I can praise Jesus tomorrow morning when the sun rises but not do it the next five days. (laughs) I can commit to tomorrow morning being nice to my wife in the fruit of the spirit and the next day be a jerk. Is that right? Consistency. That we learn to build in our life a consistency based on who God. Now, it's not your own willpower. It's not, not you because you figured it out. But because of who he is, we grab hold of him and learn to live in the consistency that he can bring to our life. Now, I want to talk to you today about how you can build that consistency. So three more things today, adding on to to last week, and then we'll add a couple things next week. But the first thing I want to tell you today is something that I've been harping on lately. If you've been coming, how many of y'all come Wednesdays? Okay, so we were in the Psalms. And when we were talking about the Psalms, I, I was bringing this up a lot on Wednesday. So I want to bring it up this morning. And and by the way, I am very aware when I repeat something a lot. It's not like I I forget that I said it. Here's the key. If I'm repeating something a lot, that means I know I'm repeating a lot. I'm trying to drive this point home. Even if it's like like a, a water drip on your head, I'm trying to bring the point home. To bring consistency to your life, you must slow down and be with him. You've got to slow down because life in, in, in 2022 is frantic, it's fast-paced, it's all-consuming, and you have a tendency to be so busy that you don't do anything other than your busyness. Eugene Peterson, a wonderful author, passed away in the last couple of years, learned a lot from him from a distance, uh, just reading some stuff he wrote. He, he, he describes busyness as an illness that can creep into your life and affect so many things. You've got to learn to slow down and be with him. Because all these other things I'm talking about, if you're you're trying to do this without slowing down and being with him, you're trying to do it in your own willpower, it's not going to work. But the only way you learn how to do this and then do it in him is when you slow down and you are with him. Now, it's not about, again and I say this so much, it's not about fulfilling legalistic requirements, but it's about you understanding what it means to get into his word and spend time in prayer and spend time in personal praise and when you're impressed upon your heart to fast and things of that nature. It's not legalistic requirements, but you understand that these things are so beneficial to you relationally with God that they're important and you need to do this. Slow down. Now, I've shared with you before, I'm a very busy person. I don't sit much. I'm always doing something. My mind is always working. And it's sometimes, not always, but sometimes, it is a chore for me to shut things out and slow down and take time. So, so I purposely in the mornings take time to get into my Bible and pray and worship. And as we're challenging in this, this 21 Days of Prayer to challenge to take one day and fast during the next three weeks, so tomorrow I'm, I'm gonna take the day and fast tomorrow. I'm gonna purposely do so, and you have to because I like to eat, right? Listen, I don't feel over spiritual when I fast. I'll be honest with you. Sometimes it's a struggle, but I, but I do so because of understand there is a relational benefits. There is a building in my life. So so when you do these things, you connect to God. These are moments where God has an opportunity to grow you. These are moments that that strengthening happens, the renewing of the Holy Spirit that is working in your life. These These are times when not only they happen, but they open up the continual working of them happening. This has to be consistent. You must learn to shut out the busyness of your life and slow down. You can't shove the kingdom of God in a microwave, put it on two minutes, and pull it out and eat it. I, let me be honest with you. Maybe some of you have a different opinion, but most things that are frozen that I chuck in a microwave and eat really isn't that good. I mean, you know what I'm talking about? And I, I think we live too much off that kind of stuff, if you know what I'm talking about. You can't, run through the, you can't rush the kingdom of God. You've got to slow down. You've got to take time out. You've got to be able to shut out the busyness of your life just for a few moments to be with them. So Matthew 6, I have you turn there, but, but Jesus is talking about acts of righteousness. And he, and he says, uh, Matthew 6, you don't have to turn there, but let me just show this to you. Matthew 6, 5, it says, and Jesus said, and when you pray. And when you pray. Then a little later, I, I think it, let's see, let me throw here. Verse 16, it says, and when you fast. He's setting us up For whatever the reasoning is, God set up these kind of avenues in our life to connect with him and be with him and be strengthened by him and renewed in him. And they set up this ongoing process of your life, of change. He's becoming greater, I'm becoming less, that, that whole thing. But you realize that you can call yourself a Christian but live your life every single day without him. You've got to learn to slow down and be with him. Don't live on fumes of what happened last month. Those are nice. Those are stepping stones. You're moving forward. But don't live on those fumes. Today, get the fire going. Now, can I be real honest with you? I said this about fasting. I don't always feel like it. But I learned a long, long time ago, my faith is not based on my emotions. I think think one of the problems with Pentecostal and charismatic churches, we're very emotional, and sometimes we feel like we have to live on those emotions and keep those emotions high, and then when we don't feel like it, we think something's wrong and we bottom out and all that. It's not about your emotions. God will touch your emotions, but it's not emotional. It's relational. I love my wife. But to be honest with you, it's not like every day I'm, I'm bursting forth with all this emotional affection, and she'll tell you what in the world, that never happens, you know? It's a relationship that I work on and I build, regardless of whether or not I'm feeling it in the, in the moment. Is that true? So I may not feel like it, but yet I know the benefit, that connection, that, that growing that strengthening, that renewing. And, it, and it's a, a rhythm, it's a part of my life that I know I need. So you've got to slow down. And whatever it means, morning, lunchtime, evening, wh- whatever it is, if it's just a few moments or so, sometimes you have longer time, it's not about achieving time frames, but to slow down and be with him brings the consistency you need. Amen. Amen. Now, a couple things about that, by the way. When you slow down every day with God, you will learn to have perspective because God gets involved in what's happening. So in other words, all this craziness is happening in our world. If you're slowing down with him, he gives you perspective, a big picture perspective that moves beyond all the craziness. You know that? I think people need some perspective. And all it can come from him. Another thing that happens is, is that Well, it stabilizes your life. It brings stability. That your life doesn't always seem up and down and crazy. Even when things are crazy, that time helps stabilize your life. Right? And then, in those moments, it teaches you to let God be God and let you be you. So so when Psalm 46 says, be still and know that I am God... It's saying, be still and know that I'm God and let me fight the battle. That's what it does. It lets God be God. It reminds you of who you are, but then it reminds you to be in him. And then what does that mean? Well, God possibility. It slows you down, gives you perspective. It stabilizes your life, and it really makes God be who he is in your life. I don't know. I I can imagine. I don't know, but I think I can imagine the way I would perceive certain things if, if God wasn't giving me a bigger perspective. I could imagine, because I know me. I, 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 I think there, there are people that struggle with a lot of the anxiety. If you would learn to slow down, it will help that. If, you, if you're a chronic worrier, slow down. Those times with God will stabilize you. And we remind you that God is there, therefore you can be still and let him fight the battle. Take takes that worry off your life. But, but we have to be able to take time and slow down. This whole thing of, of learning how to be like him, so we know we're, we're called to, to love God with everything you have and in turn love our neighbors or stuff. How is that possible? I don't know, but I do know that if you slow down and let him grow you and strengthen you and renew you, he'll teach you how to do it. He'll show you, because you can't do it without him. Everything we're called to do happens because we're connected to him. So as I asked last week, and I've asked you before, what are you doing each day that shows that you need God? What are you doing every day that shows you need him? What is that? This is how I show I need God. God, I need you. <laughs> It's that simple. Lord, I, I praise you because you're God. And Lord, today I need you. It's that simple. Today I'm, I'm going to spend just a, a couple moments in your word because I, I want to be, I want to be, uh, it, I want to ingest your word. I want to take it in. I want to live it I don't want to just be, I want to get down in me. I'm going to spend time in your word. God, I need you. Lord, Lord, there's things happening in my life. You know, I'm, I'm going to fast. I'm going to take an extra just, just to connect and, and, and to, to empty myself so you can come in and, and, and fill me, Lord, so I'm going to fast it, Lord, I need you. It's, it's not these big religious things, but the simple things that you do. Don't make this hard. But every day, I pray, Lord, I praise you today. The sun came up. That sun shows your faithfulness every day, the faithfulness. God is a reflection of you. I worship you today, and I praise you. That's saying I need you because when you worship God, it also reminds you of who you are in this whole big thing, that you're not. You're not God, and you need him. So what do you do in each day that shows that you need God? Here's the second thing. So so you got to slow down, take time. Here's the second thing. I encourage this so much. So go to Proverbs chapter 2. I believe part of your prayer life, whatever that consists of, that you need to learn to pray for wisdom every single day. That we would live in the wisdom of God in how we live our lives. So Proverbs chapter 2. And we're going to just read down some some of the verses here, found there. Let me get there. Proverbs chapter 2, verse number 1. Says my son, if you receive my words, and treasure up my commandments with you, making your ear attentive to wisdom, and inclining your heart to understanding, yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it as hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find knowledge. Watch this, verse six. For the Lord gives wisdom, and from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity, guarding the paths of justice and watching over the way of his saints. Then you will understand righteousness and justice and equity, every good path. For wisdom will come into your heart. Knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will watch over you. Understanding will guard you, delivering you from the way of evil, from men of perverted speech. who For forsake the paths of uprightness to walk in the way of darkness, who rejoice in doing evil and delight in the perverseness of evil, men whose paths are crooked and who are devious in their ways. The Lord gives wisdom. Excuse me. And from his mouth come what? Knowledge and understanding. <clears throat> it should be a habit of your life every single day to say, Lord, give me wisdom. I need wisdom is direction. It's how you approach. It's how you deal with things. It's, it's how you make decisions. It covers a lot of stuff. That we would live our life in the wisdom of God. Amen. The Bible says to ask for it, it teaches you the ways of uprightness versus the ways of, of as the writer of Proverbs pretty much says, of evil. It it teaches the ways of, of doing the will of God in this lost world. Now, remember, this is something we bring up a lot. Prayer is not you trying to get God to do everything you want him to do. Prayer is you understanding what he's up to and getting in on it. That's a big chunk of prayer. One of the best things you can do to get in on what God is up to is pray for his wisdom and ask for his understanding. So it it could be as simple as I'm facing a decision. Lord, I need you to work this out this way. Nothing wrong with praying those things in certain situations, but more often, Lord, should be, Lord, what do you want me to do? What is the best way to approach this? What is the best way to deal with this? Amen. That we're always asking for his wisdom, (coughs) excuse me, and his understanding. Why? Why? Because though I, I'm assuming, and I know you guys are smart. I know that. I know you guys have wisdom. But our intelligence and our wisdom is still not the same as God's. And our way of doing things ultimately falls short of his ways. So one of the biggest things that I want to do is, is I say, I'm going to commit every day my words and my deeds to do it unto the Lord that I do those things in his wisdom. So here's some different ways that wisdom comes. First is this, just by asking. It says right there that it will be instilled into you. But beyond that, you know, that beginning to know his word is living in wisdom, right? Um, Conviction, by the way, when you're convicted, that's in a sense wisdom. The Holy Spirit is saying, whoa, hey, time out. Let's not go down that road. That's the wisdom of God, keeping you in paths of righteousness. Correction. When God God brings correction to your life, Hebrews uh, talks about that God disciplines us as sons. Amen? Wisdom comes in correction. So how many of y'all got kids? How many of you, in correcting them, it wasn't just correcting them in a moment, but you're trying to teach them to live in a proper and right way. You're trying to instill wisdom in their life. For future situations, God does the same thing with us. And another way wisdom comes is simply learning the leading of the Holy Spirit. How do you learn the leading of the Holy Spirit? You slow down, and you be with him. The best way to learn the voice and the leading of the Holy Spirit is to take time with him. So again, I grew up Pentecostal boy, right? I learned prayer was coming in and blazing. I say a thousand words, amen, I check out and get on with my day. Nothing wrong with that. You bring your request to God. But part of, part of it is then also stopping and being quiet and waiting with him. See, so you learn him. It's not just you saying a bunch of stuff and checking out, but you stop and you listen and you start to learn his presence. You start to learn his leading. Amen? So we live in the wisdom of God. And and often I I think, again, it's this discerning of him, and this, this is where a lot of maturity is found, it's discerning him versus really what we want. That's a big thing right there. Because we all have natural things that we want and things we'd like to see in certain ways. We want things to turn out. Again, nothing wrong with that. But are you able to discern the difference between what God is saying, what the Holy Spirit is, leading versus what you want? Because I think we have a tendency to turn what God is saying when he didn't because we wanted it, and then we apply him to it. That can be a mess. You see, you see what I'm getting at? God, what do you want? And if it defies our logic, even if it gets beyond our understanding, even if we don't, don't quite grasp it, that I will live in what I feel God is doing and how I feel I should do this, overriding just what I want. In that, you'll live in the wisdom of God. Because God does not operate the way this word operates. We have to learn his ways. Amen. So, slow down, pray for wisdom. And what those lead to is this next thing. So, stay in Proverbs, go to chapter 3 and verse number 5. Proverbs 3, 5, and I think a lot of you are familiar with it. It says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Amen. 2022, trust him. Don't do things by your own understanding. You can do that because you're praying for wisdom, right? In everything you do, acknowledge him, and then you allow him to make the paths of your life straight, even in a messed up world. Again, the consistency of these things is what the Christian life is about. How many of y'all have ever done the trust test? You know what I mean by that? I'm not sure. I I was thinking about it, but I don't think I'm going to do this with you guys. Not that I, definitely not Josh or Chamberlain. But, anyways, um, you know what I'm talking about, trust test? When you stand there and you cross your arms, you fall backwards, and you trust that your bestest buddies are going to catch you. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Are you that way with God? You know what I mean? You know, the, the trust test <clears throat> that we see in the Bible, and it's not going to happen to anybody, but for, for Peter, hey, can I come out on the water with you? Come on, man. Let's go. Pete, that's trust test. Stepping out on the water. You know, Peter's walking on water. Then, then he, got, he got worried, <clears throat> and he saw everything, and he started to sink. But Jesus still got him, right? <clears throat> that we would trust Jesus enough we would trust to the Holy Spirit enough that you say, hey, get out in the water, you go. Really? Really? Is that, is that possible? Can I really live in that kind of trust? Yeah. Can you learn that kind of trust? Trust the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on the way you think about stuff. That doesn't get you very far. But acknowledge him. You know why I trust in him? I've had experiences with him that have changed my life. That's, that's one thing. But I've learned to slow down and be with him in such a way that it builds that trust. Because to me, God is not just some sort of being floating around out there to happen to make things, and he interacts with us when he feels like it. But he desires a very intense personal relationship with me. And I've learned inconsistently to tend to it by slowing down. And I start to see the benefits of slowing down and doing things like asking for wisdom and literally saying, God, you can do whatever you want and change my thought patterns, change how I approach things, change my perspective. I'm still learning to do that. But I've had enough time with him and slowing down and learning him to be able to say, yeah, I trust you. I trust you. So, so early on, when I was first saved, I was a young kid, 17 years old. I would do things out of faith just because I was, I was just adventurous and a little reckless. Just, that was just my personality. But now that I've matured a little bit, I'm not so reckless. I'm still adventurous, but I'm not so reckless. But now it's not recklessness; it's more trust. You know what I mean? There, there's a process of maturity there. That, that if God spoke something in my heart, I really, okay, okay, I'll, I'll step out. I trust, you know what I'm saying? That we will live life in that way. It's not just throwing things to the wind and I hope it sticks to the wall, but when you really feel, you know? But I, but I often find that, that it's in those kind of things that comes with the change of your attitude and the change of your uh, preconditioned way you see things and your perspective. When those things start to change and you really start grasping what God is doing and what he's up to and what, he, what it really means to follow him, that's part of maturing and, and growing and knowing him, that trust thing then, then really plays a big part. It's not just about decisions of life, but it's really things as simple as, I'm really supposed to love my enemy? Really? Really? That makes no sense. I'm not sure I can do that. But, Lord, I trust that you're going to change me. And you're going to help me do this. I'm going to step out. So it's, it's about decisions, but it's also about the way that you live life. So as we're heading into this brand spanking new year, how many of y'all are, are... Okay, I'm going to throw this out there. I'm going to see. I'm going to guess there's maybe five of you that respond to this, maybe less. How many of you... Uh, have ever read the comic strip Calvin and Hobbes? Oh wow, amazing! High five to all of you. You may all be saved now. And I'm just kidding. Um, I, lo- I love Calvin and Hobbes. Okay, uh, over time I've collected most of all his books, but the very last, the very last comic sh- panel that Bill Watterson ever produced. It, it, it was about the New Year, and Calvin you guys. If you don't know Calvin and Hobbes. Use, use the Google Later. I embarrass my daughter when I say that. Use Google Later and find it. Anyways, they step outside and it's, it, it's brand new snow that hasn't been walked in and they have their sled out there and, and basically say it's a whole, whole new world in front of us. Let's, let's go on an adventure. You know, we, it's like a brand new page to draw on. You can, new Year's can feel like that. That's Okay. But do it with and from God. You know, do it with his consistency. Every day, his consistency. Then if it is the best year of your life, amen. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. If it isn't, you're going to be all right. Because God's with you and he's for you and he's working for your good. And nothing will separate you from his love. As a matter of fact, then you, you have that faith. You keep believing all things are possible anyways. Because that consistency will bring you through no matter what. Because remember, you need him on your worst day, but you also need him on your best day. So bring him in. That consistency. Amen. So I am I'm, I'm I've got things that I want to see happen this year. I've got some personal things that I'm 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 looking forward to. I got some things as a church, and there's things I'm praying for as us, us as a society too. And I'm believing. I do, I believe. But I want to approach all these things and know that God is in the midst of, of what I am doing and everything that I'm up to. Amen? So, we're going to pray a good year. But we're going to pray more than that, a God-filled year. Amen? Now, here's how I'm going to close. If you were not here last Sunday, raise your hand up. Because I did something last Sunday that I want to Okay, Mike is going to give you one of these index cards, okay? If you were here last Sunday, just bear with me for a minute so I can close out with everybody, then I'll, I'll let you go. What I would like you to do on this index card is write down one, two, three things, whatever, that you're praying for that you would consider my top. Top things I'm praying for. A need, a change, something to happen, okay? I want you to take a moment, write it down. Then then when I dismiss, I want you to bring it down to me, and I'm just going to take two seconds with each of you and just agree with you in faith about these things, okay? So if you need a pen, I think we got a bunch of them laying around. But I just want to agree with you. So write one, two, three things down there, and then we'll pray before you go today. So I'm going to pray and dismiss everybody. But for those of you that weren't here last week and and want to do that, then write your things down and then come on down and let me join with you. Lord, we thank you for everybody here today. I pray that we live in.